All right, welcome to Enter the Mind Chats. Today is December 9th, 2022. Kira and I are here to chat about a topic that came to mind. So first of all, Kira, how are you today? Hey, doing good. I uh, just got back from a little hike at uh, Tumwater Falls, and now I am jumping on here. How about you, Rob? Right on. Doing well, yeah. Busy day today, busy week, but it's about staying focused and uh I'll talk a little bit more about that today, but uh, let's jump right into our topic, which is um, to continue our conversation from before. We were talking about Earth versus, I don't know what you would call it, the cosmos or whatnot, but I, I was, what you were saying, I kind of jived with. Uh, it, it was a little different from what I've heard, but if you want to repeat again, like that, you know, if you think about human, human beings as extraterrestrial or from beyond Earth, um, that's pro probably part of your philosophy. Then what you're noticing is that on earth, it's like a different speed, right? Like it's people are operating slower than they're capable of or something like that. Don't let me put words into it. Go ahead. Um, well, I just, it's been something that's, I've kind of like been studying and getting more familiar with over the past, uh, like four years. But, um, the thing is, is that like, time moves slower on earth so we as souls as you know spirits we don't normally live here you know we don't we don't normally live in this place that we call earth so earth is slower you know there are certain rules of earth that we have to follow if we want to get the things that we want it's no longer like the cosmos where things just happen you know in the snap of a finger so we as earthly beings can be a little bit like Ugh. like why aren't things happening faster why aren't things happening faster we could be frustrated we can get um you know we can get anxiety we can get depressed maybe because our souls miss our cosmic home but what we really need to remember is that we chose to come here to this earth and you know we kind of need to like it's like this is our home you know, there's no need to have that like longing for a home because this is your home for now. And on top of that, you know, you got to learn the rules for life. Um, so you could be happy here on earth. It does match with my philosophy that we're visitors to planet earth. And I say that not so much in the literal sense that we're visiting from another planet, but in the sense that at least we're born on earth, we'll die on earth. And I think that by definition makes us visitors. And it's, I think it's important that we think about ourselves and our lives that way, because it's the temporary nature of our existence on earth is a fundamental. And when you don't acknowledge that, then I think it's a lot easier to suffer around the passing of loved ones and around the, the, like the finitude of your own life, the shortness of your own life, right? I think if we, from step one, accept the truth that we're on earth for a temporary amount of time, then we're stepping on the right foot. Like we're getting, starting on the right foot or something like that. But let's talk more about this aspect of like the, what you said, the speed, like earth moves at a slower pace than the cosmos or something like that yeah um it just it, it time moves slower here it's 
just what it is. And when things aren't happening as fast as we want them to, we just have to remember the rules of Earth, the rules of life. And in my own perception, the rules of Earth and the rules of life are the laws of nature. Um, because they're really like they're the thing that governs our Earth. It's the way that, um, you know, our Earth flows, like the law of cause and effect, the law of compensation, the law of attraction, um, you know, the law of repetition. All of these different things show you the rules to life. And, you know, like I said, when we were chatting earlier, it's about, you know, it's like playing a video game and you pick up a controller and you don't know how to play the video game. You're you're like, this is boring. <laughs> What a stupid game. <laughs> like, I don't I don't know how to play this. I'm not having fun. Um, so, you know, once it's it's kind of like the same way with life. Once you learn how to once you learn the rules of life and you learn how to, um, you know, really get familiar with them, then you'll have more fun playing the game. Yeah, I've, I have noticed many times where there's a dis there's there's a discrepancy between the speed at which my soul wants to move and the speed at which I can actually move or maybe I could put it in the sense of the speed at which my earthly mind thinks it can move almost like there's this like handicap on my human mind the mind that doubts itself. That's what I mean by the earthly mind is like the mind that does engage in self-limitation, self-doubt, and, and, and all those things. That puts a harness and a constraint on the soul because the soul wants to go at the speed of light. But then earthly mind is like, but what about this? What about that? Like, I don't know if you can do it. Like this negative self-talk. I don't know if that's how you think about this stuff. I don't, but it's a good, it, I, I do sometimes. It's a, it's a good perspective, I think, um, because it, I think that when the mind is saying those things, like when the earthly mind is saying like, oh, well, are we sure that we can do that? You know, it's, I think that it's more of like an awareness thing. Like, um, like, oh, you have to remember the rules of life. You know, like, say I'm like, I want $250,000 in my bank account tomorrow. You know, the the rational human mind is going to be like, mm, don't know if that one's possible. I love you. I do. <laughs> I think that you're absolutely terrific, you know, talking to the self. But it's like, I, I don't think that we can do that. You know, we have to remember the rules of life. So I feel like doubt comes along from expecting too much from the universe for something that you're not giving um which is a really great way to put it you know it's like um it's like going to ride a skateboard and you're like oh it's gonna be so easy it's gonna be you know so fun so you hop on the skateboard and you fall and you hurt yourself real bad and you're like Ugh. You know, but it's like you were expecting way too much from the situation than you were able to practice, put in, plan accordingly, etc. Right. Yeah, there's almost a law of exchange on Earth where a certain input needs to exist for a certain output or outcome to follow. Didn't we talk about that before? 
I'm sure we did. We covered everything, right? <laughs> right? My God. And to the mind, season one had so many good episodes. Um, but the, we were talking, remember the conveyor belt? Like what you put, right. you get out. Yeah. Yeah. The conveyor belt model of the mind, uh, if I'm recalling our conversations, was about what you choose is the images to pull up in your mind like that's that's your choice right and, and you create those through the thoughts that you choose to think and the visualizations that you choose to visualize mm -hmm. and that's like the raw material but then you put it on the conveyor belt and then your hands are off and the rest of the mind does does itself does the work on its own like for instance when i'm playing hockey Again, it's sort of metaphor, sort of literal, but when you, I'm a scoring a goal, I'm not actually like choosing to score a goal. It's happening too fast for a conscious mind to be like, all right, I decide I'm going to score a goal right now. Okay, let me skate up here. Let me uh, pull the stick back this way. I'm going to aim for the, like it happens too fast. So what happens in actuality is I'm standing on the ice. I get a pull up an image in my mind of, okay, the past might come to me. If the past comes to me, this is what I'm going to do. I visualize the motion that I'm going to make. And sure enough, that past comes to me and my body just does it because I fed into the conveyor belt. I fed the image of if this happens, then that's going to happen. And a lot of times I'll tell you that buzzer goes off the, the, the red light above the goal, right? That I just scored a goal. And I'm like, what just happened? I'm like, did this, did this just happen? Seriously? Like, like I was there watching it, but it wasn't me doing it. It was the image in my mind that just scored the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that. I love that connection that you just made there um, to paint a better picture in people's minds of what you meant by like, you put, you know, all of the steps in and then once it's in the conveyor belt, you know, it's kind of out of your hands because it's you've already put the ingredients in and everything. So it's it's gonna come out like that. Um, and it's it's great because it's like you can it's you can prepare yourself for situations in life by like so like say your goal is to be a public speaker, um, or your goal is to get on like Tony Robbins stage or something, right? You can visualize it in your mind like when you, when you go to one of his events, right, it just so happens that you come into contact with him, right? You don't know how, but you, it just so happens that you're face to face with him. You know, what would you say to him, you know, in that moment to really show, you know, really connect, really help him connect with what you're trying to do? You know, so it's like, how, how can you visualize that in your mind and be prepared? How can you prepare yourself for your, you know, for your earthly desires, you've, you've got to prepare yourself for that moment, you've got to visualize what you're going to say. Um, and so once it's in the conveyor belt, you know, it'll be quite easy for you when the moment does come. Right. And I think that there's not just the conveyor belt um, level of speed, if you will, these fast things, there's also slower more methodical thought processes. And I know in one of the episodes, you mentioned the book, Thinking Fast and Slow. 
which, by the way, is a giant fat book. I didn't read the whole thing, but the crux of it is that the mind has a, has a fast uh, gut reaction sort of mode, and it's got a deliberate slow mode, right? So you might write down your three-month goal of like, okay, I want to meet Tony Robbins or something, right? And you're strategizing, okay, if I want to meet him, I have to go to an event or something where he's at, and then what events? And then so that's a step-by-step methodical thing. But if you visualize how am I going to act when I'm in front of him, then when that moment comes where you are in front of him, it's, I mean, forget about conscious, like, okay, now what am I going to do? I'm going to stand up straight. Oh, yeah, that's right. Let me stand up straight. Like, no, what's going to take over is the training and the repetition that you put your mind through uh, leading up to that moment. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And that's why they say... um... You know, like when you have like a bunch of money in your bank account or like you're earning money and you're like, oh, I'm saving it for a rainy day. You're preparing yourself mentally in your mind for, you know, a rainy day, for a bad day, for a time of crisis. Right. So you're preparing You're. you may I always say that thinking is an action. And when you're thinking, you know, when you're taking the action to think that something bad is going to happen to you in the future, you're preparing yourself for that. So like, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to prepare yourself for things that may go bad in your life, but I like, it's, it's actually quite helpful, you know, so you'll know what to do, but uh, let's keep, you know, 60 to 70% of our minds on the things that could go well for us um, and start practicing in our minds for those. Um, Cause you know, most people say, it's it's quite true. You know, have you ever wished for something and then all of a sudden all this stuff starts happening in your life? Like you you lose your job, your best friends picks a fight with you, um, you know, something, these things, these weird, annoying things are happening in your life. Why? Because you asked for something. And when you ask for something, you know, more than the less things have to be taken out or like something has to happen in order for you to get that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Something I can say is that over the last few weeks, I've really been monitoring more and more what my mind does throughout the day, because you're right. There are moments where my mind will start playing scenarios of like bad things happening or things not going my way or fears, right? Certain fears manifesting. Oh, I hope this doesn't happen if that, right? But then to really ask yourself, like, why wasn't I spending my time and my mental resources envisioning it happening the way I want, Mm -hmm. as opposed to playing it in my mind of like, oh, I hope it doesn't happen this way. It's, and then you have to, we have to examine the ratio between those two. It's so invisible and it's so hard to, to catch because it happens fast. And it speaks, I think, to this issue of speed that we brought up earlier. If like the mind, the soul can go at the speed of light, right? You know, in five seconds, you can have 10 different thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then you try to explain to somebody all of the thoughts you just had. And it takes you like three full minutes to explain the Mm -hmm. thoughts that pass through your mind in like three seconds. Right. Yeah. So it's like we have this supercomputer always running in the background or just always running. 
And it's like, how do you train? I mean, how do you train a dog that runs a thousand miles an hour? Right. <laughs> but what, but what power awaits you if you can train a dog that runs a thousand miles an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And you know, that, that brain of ours, that's, that really is running, you know, a thousand miles an hour, the best way I think to do it long-term and sustainably is to just change, like tinker with a little thing in your mind a month, tinker with just one little thing, you know, and it'll become sustainable, more sustainable as rather trying to quickly push something out of your mind that a runs a million miles a second and b has been trained to think this way you know coming back to the earthly rules you know getting rid of that or, or changing that perspective and that thought pattern that's in your mind that you don't want anymore it's going to take a little bit more time than you think it's going to take so you know don't i feel like the key is like like training, training that mind and, and, you know, training it sustainably. So that way you can have a long lasting, healthy mindset. Um, and you're not like too overwhelmed while doing it. You're kind of giving yourself, yourself that space, like to grow and like have respect for your journey. Yeah. And I like that you broke it down into something manageable, which is like, try to train your mind on just one thing yeah. this month, you know, I'll share a technique and then maybe you can, and, and then we can wrap up uh, a technique I've been doing lately is um, I do a one minute intention setting. So let's say I arrive to the office, park my car, and I have a couple extra minutes, so I'll pull out my phone and I'll put timer on for one minute, just 60 seconds, and it starts counting down. And in those 60 seconds, I, I do one of two things. Either I'll just kind of sit and visualize, or I will hold the phone, especially if I'm in public, because I don't want to be staring at some timer, like just going like counting down on my phone, like what's that guy doing, right? So I'll turn the phone, the, the display off, I'll hold it to my ear, as if I'm taking a call and I'll imagine someone speaking to me, the thoughts that I want to hear, like Robert, you are, you're just going to do awesome in this next hour. Like everybody's knows that you're going to accomplish so many things. Uh, you're going to get this project done, like whatever, right? Whatever, I, whatever intention I have for that next hour, then 60 seconds passes by goes beep, 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 beep. Okay. I turn off my phone and then I go do this thing. And I, I could tell you from trial and error that this thing works. Like it takes you out of reactive mode of like, oh wait, I'm late. Ah, oh, I just parked my car. Hang on. I'm running into the building. Ah, right. And when you're in that mode of always reacting to your environment, you lose a lot of your power. Mm. I just wanted to add something right then and there. Um, because there was something that I read recently and it was to add on top of your method in the last uh, minute or so. But um, when you're reactive to your environment, it's almost like you're a puppet um, because you're getting these, these outside influences and you're just like, boop, 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 boop. You know, you're just reacting to everything and you're like this 
puppet, you know, that's why people say, um, you know, one of the best things that you can do is to control your emotions and to have control of your, your presence, your own mind, your emotions and things like that. So that way you're not being puppeted all over town by your outside influences. That's dope. Yeah, definitely. Puppet analogy is true. We can't be thrown around by our environments if, if we want to be truly empowered. And that's, you know, this conversation feels very empowering uh, at the moment. Yeah, it does. It was, it was nice. It was refreshing, uh, a nice refresher for the soul, I think. Right on. Thank you all for watching, listening. Type in the comments uh, what reactions you have, what thoughts you'd like to share, because that will help us uh, towards the next chat and uh, choosing a topic for that. So we will see you soon.